0: Welcome to the Podcast Podcast.
1: The podcast where we podcast about podcasts. I'm Dita.
0: And I am Lisa. How are you doing, Dita? Uh, I'm doing okay. My
1: hips are a little cranky. What about you? Oof.
0: You know my back's been cranky, but that's just because I've been hunched over the computer all day.
1: (laughs) Fair enough. My hips are cranky because I, um, it was previously mentioned, uh, I think like two episodes ago on the podcast, um, I have been... Slowly working on putting together my new office. Um, so I Ooh. painted all the walls, and then last week was spent assembling flat pack furniture. So it was, uh, my hips hurt because I'd just been sitting on the floor so much. But can I just yell about flat pack furniture for a moment?
0: Yes, I love yelling about flat pack furniture. <laughs>
1: it's so, like, I, you know, I was not given a choice. Like, we had to order, first of all, just where we live. Like, What furniture store am I even going to? So, you know, Amazon's the easier choice, but also just for work purposes. Like, they wanted everything ordered off of Amazon. And I did get some nice pieces, but it meant I had to assemble it all by hand. And first of all, speaking of uh, waste, three giant trash bags full of styrofoam. Yeah, I can believe it.
0: Yeah, I can believe it. I got... um... I got a little bookshelf, and it's not even that big. Like, the, the, the box it packed into was pretty small, and it was, like, 80% styrofoam.
1: Yeah. Some of these pieces. I was like, I thought we had moved past styrofoam. Like, don't we have, like, custom molded cardboard now?
0: You know, I actually got, I got something that, like, came with screws. And the screws actually came in a little paper packet, and I was very excited.
1: Oh, that's nice. Yeah, so I have, like, yeah. I have a box full of plastic baggies. That I have to take to one of the uh, stores in the area that does like plastic bag recycling. The three, bi- the three trash bags full of styrofoam just went to the trash. And yeah, I spent I spent almost a full five days assembling furniture. And I'm particularly salty about my two drawer filing cabinet that took two and a half hours
0: for two drawers. Yeah. Wow.
1: Yeah. I uh. So I mean, part of the reason it took a while is because like. So you had to assemble, like, the outer box, and then you had to assemble the two drawers, and then you had to install all the sliding tracks. And, you know, as established. I have ADHD, and I'm prone to, like, distraction, and so sometimes take me a while. But no, I looked at the clock. I was working, like, subtracting, like, the 30-minute break I took at some point. I was working for two and a half hours on this file cabinet. Why? (laughs) That's that's kind of impressive. (laughs) I know. I did bring, the following day, I brought in my power drill and all my, like, screwdriver bits. And that helps speed things up a bit, because it has um, an Allen key attachment and also, like, screw drill bits. So that probably shaved time off of future bits. But, oh, I just, if I never have to assemble a piece of furniture ever again.
0: <laughs> You're, I, I give you a year. You're going to get something <laughs> next I- winter for your house that you're going to end up having to assemble because that's what you seem to do every winter when you go home for the holidays is you come back with something from ikea well it's
1: been a few years
0: no you got like that kitcheny thing last year
1: that was from amazon (laughs) and it sat in my house for a year before i assembled it
0: either way you had to build it that's true and didn't you get a bed frame once and a
1: desk uh the desk i've had for seven years Okay. Um, but I did get a bed frame the other year because my previous bed frame was twenty something years old and fully yes. broke apart.
0: <laughs> was that one of those lived in your car for like six months?
1: Uh, must have been the bed frame.
0: I think so, or maybe that was like on the floor in your bedroom forever.
1: It was on the floor in the spare room forever. Yeah,
0: that's what it was. Both yeah, of them were ADHD. actually.
1: Yeah. Um. Th- no, the only furniture like I actively need right now. Is a new couch, and I am not ordering that online. <laughs> nah. Well, speaking of um, frustrating processes, we have a show to talk about.
0: Oh, I think we're going to have differing opinions about this one.
1: Uh, so the way this works is, every week, we roll dice to select a platform, a category, and then a show.
0: we we'll listen to two different episodes each and come here to compare what we listen to and give our thoughts on it.
1: So what's on the hook this week? Uh, this week, we uh, <laughs> needed a break from the serious stuff. So we wandered around the podcast charts and picked out, say more with Dr. Sheila.
0: From the description, in the world of feelings, there are winners and losers, and somebody has to be the judge. World-renowned, self-proclaimed couple therapist, Dr. Sheila invites you to sit on her private sessions with clients. For legal reasons, Dr. must be said in the form of a question. Each week, a new couple and a new puzzle to crack. You'll get to hear and benefit from many of her famous techniques as she counsels patients on overcoming disagreements, dealing with an overstepping mother-in-law, navigating open relationships, and much more. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show, because the best way to feel better about yourself is to compare your problems to the problems of others.
1: So this is a comedy podcast, and the setup is a fake therapy session with Amy Poehler and other various guest actors. Um, The guests present a problem or trope, and then Dr. Sheila attempts and mostly fails to help them through the issue. The podcast is about 25 minutes long per episode and comes out weekly. Um, So because there's only a few episodes out as of our recording this, I listened to the first two episodes, Suspected Infidelity and Bickering.
0: And I listened to episodes three and four, Open Relationship and Only One Queen.
1: Uh, Suspected Infidelity had couple Beth and Ryan arguing, "I, I mean, they really lean into like pretty established, you know, couple problem tropes for both of the episodes I listened to. Um, so this one, they're arguing about how much time he spends at work. So they were both previously, uh, I guess, like, tax lawyers. And then she left the, you know, working world to be a stay-at-home parent. Um, but he still works and he spends absurd amount of time away from home. So, like, they're joking about how, um he zooms for like 15 minutes with the kids every day and you know she's she feels like something else is going on uh so they they delve into that it, it's kind of heavy-handed i would say like they're they're really telegraphing the issues and maybe that's intentional but like you know they're talking about like hypothetically and like you know he, at one point he starts talking about well if i was cheating i would be doing this with a Ale- uh, alexis his um uh, like, work assistant or something, and, like, he's, like, overly detailed descriptions, and then he, like, further, you know, goes into these, like, overly detailed descriptions of, like, if he was doing this other bad behavior, and so it's, like, you know, very clearly, like, the podcast wants you to, you know, believe that these are things he's doing, um, and then when Pam is asked to, like, react to this, she goes into, like, a very detailed description of, like, a pragmatic plan for how she would deal with if her husband was, in fact, cheating. But then, like, after all, they go, but he's probably not cheating. I don't think so. I'm like, okay. (laughs) Like, a very strange turn. And then, like, Sheila asks her to be like, well, if you were having an affair, what would you do? And then, like, at the very end, there's a fart-slash-poop joke about, um when uh, ryan gets mad he gets gassy uh and there's not really a resolution which to be fair is kind of how therapy goes i i do like she she uses like voiceovers as a plot devo- device so instead of like making you listen into an entire segment of a com- conversation uh she'll kind of like describe an action or like they did kind of these like time skip things with both yeah. of the characters when they were like describing their actions they were kind of Doing that thing that you see in TV shows when they're like, well, the person's talking forever, and like you keep seeing frame skips happening. So like she describes it, and then they do the that kind of framing, or she kind of like interjects with a, well, this is why I'm doing this. Um, so I, you know, I like that. I like stylistically, I like how they do- they do it. There's also like a couple points when they interject with like um, a fake influencer ad, and uh, and you think, oh, is this the ad? It's like no. It's <laughs> for some, you know, non-existent company. So, yeah, I, I really, I mean, I, the guests they had in the first episode are um, both former SNL cast members, uh, Anna Gasteyer and um, uh, Chris Parnell. And they're both very funny. They, they're, they do a good job. Like, the characters in and of themselves are believable. I mean, even Amy Poehler's character, like, as a maybe therapist... <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, Doctor? Don't worry about her credentials. It's fine. Uh, it's pretty... It, she's pretty believable. It, yeah. It, she's a...
0: She's very good at being a bad therapist.
1: Yeah. it. She, she seems like a bumbling therapist, not like an actress playing a bumbling therapist. So I like that. Yeah. So then the second episode, Pam and Jameson... Jameson doesn't know why they're in therapy, and Pam thinks they're arguing all the time. And then Jameson, he's like, well, I think ever since she started listening to your show she's been starting arguments with me. And, she, you know, she read your book. And so, like, you know, ostensibly, basically, the complaint there is she's finding issues where there weren't any because, you know, therapy advice says, oh, that's a problem. Which is, I found, it's still kind of tropey in terms of, like, the man going, I don't know why what's wrong. But, I, I like, the addition of that layer, I felt kind of pulled it away from being a trope. But then, like, a good chunk of the episode, so, Jameson, uh, brings up this therapy book that he read, uh, and it turns out to be, uh, an, like, another therapist that Sheila has, like, you know, uh, a romantic history with. Um, so she, like, bad mouths the book to Jameson, and then she also, like, has a little voiceover to talk about how the only thing, uh, Dr. K ever did was write bad checks he never read a book or something like that. Um and so then like a lot of the episode's devolves into cuz they they you know, he read the book, they've been talking about the book and it turns out she's alluded, you know, she's given a fake name in the book but it's her it's Sheila. And so it devolves into them like asking her about like did this really happen? Um or like about her relationship with this other doctor. <laughs> so it's kind of it's kind of funny cuz it's like the framing is they were arguing but now they're like ganging up On her together and so she kind of tries to use like in that character she tries to be like well it's nice to see you working together as a team and you know and then there's more backstory about like how they met and she the main character was actually married and they met on a cruise ship so i i again i enjoyed it i don't think i don't think for either of these i really was like laughing out loud but i wasn't like in pain this one they did the fake ad they did was for like kroger and so then there's like a the uh, Jameson characters going, why are we doing a Kroger? Are you a shill for Kroger? Huh. So, uh, yeah, I I liked it. I I actually also, the guests on this one, um, Jessica St. Clair and Jason, I'm going to say his last name, Manzukis are also both people who I've, I don't think either of them were on SNL, but I have seen them in like sitcoms. She had this show on USA called Playing House that I really loved uh, and he was on The Good Place. I don't know if you ever watched The Good Place.
0: Yeah, I watched The Good Place.
1: So he, you know, he's the um Derek character.
0: Okay, yeah, that dude.
1: Yeah. So, I, you know, I really enjoyed them. They did a great job. They were, I felt like they were a little less believable as a couple. But it's it, it's, it was still fun. I didn't come away from either episode, like, enamored. But I'm not, like, upset that I listened. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs>
0: I don't know. I really liked it. I, I, yeah? I had a blast with both of my episodes. In fact, I kept listening. Um, I've listened to four now. The first episode I listened to was Open Relationship. And uh, the dude, Steve, wanted to explore an ethical non-monogamy poly lifestyle because his wife just had kids. And it's like very, very obviously that trope. The wife is just too tired to care. And that <laughs> was like the first, the first session. And like she was just sighing a lot. Just... Hey. And Sheila had her sigh into a cup, and then she fell asleep mid-sigh. And it was, it was great. And then the second session, they're talking about it, and he's like, yeah, she signed the, the contract that I slipped her in between a, a field trip permission slip and the babysitter's check.
1: Oh, God.
0: And she's like, yeah, I was just too tired. I couldn't do it. I just, whatever. And then um, the third session, she's like, oh, my gosh, I had a date, and it was great, and I'm just, oh, I'm so great, and just was having the best time ever. And he was just kind of upset about it. and then um the fourth the fourth session she now has a fuck pad and a fuck community with all of their friends and like it's it's not really a there's not really a hierarchy but she's really the ambassador for the 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 community and uh steve the husband is hasn't even had a single date and she ends up inviting sheila into the community and it just becomes this whole like it takes that whole like dude's wife just had babies and she's too tired to have sex with him so he wants to open the marriage and then she gets all the all the benefits from it and he's stuck with the kids and it was it was funny i really enjoyed it and there was like this thread throughout where like he said that doctor sheila looked hotter than her voice sounded and so she like went on this like little side tangent of like i i asked like 10 people and they said my voice sounds great my voice is sexy and then she worked as like a a sex call operator for a little bit to prove that her voice was sexy.
1: <laughs> God. And it was
0: really good. I really enjoyed it. Like, it really sucked me in. I, I was laughing. Oh, good. I was losing it. It was, it was phenomenal. And on that one they had, because I don't know comedians at all, uh, June Diane Raphael and Paul Shear. I don't know who they are, but they were on that.
1: I, I don't know. Paul Shear sounds familiar, but I'm not familiar with either of them.
0: Yeah. I don't know. And then the second episode I, wa- I listened to was Only One Queen. Where we had, um, you know, that, that dude whose mom is just way too close to him, a mama's boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With, a, with a boy mom. Yeah, yeah. And so they were talking about that, about how uh, the mother in law was, you know, making him breakfast every morning and decorated their house and put all the paintings on the wall and is always holding his hands because his hands are cold and he has he has circulation issues and she has to hold his hands. And so they're complaining about it, and the doctor Sheila has them like talk to a pillow as if it was the mother-in-law. And the wife is, like, yelling at it. It's like, I hate you! I hate your face! I think you're, you know, you're, just let me have my house back! Let me have my husband! And it turns out, the mother-in-law was hiding under a pile of blankets in the corner.
1: <laughs> God.
0: And then the mother-in-law ends up taking the um the seat of the wife. And the wife goes and lays in the blankets for some downtime. <laughs> and it just <laughs> completely flips the whole thing. And it's just, it was great. And I really enjoyed it. It was, I I, th- I think... I probably benefited by not listening to the first two episodes is what it sounds like, because I didn't get any fake influencer ads either. Mm. I just got, I just got real fake influencer ads. So like the ads were, <laughs> we'll talk about the ads in a minute. Cause I wanted to talk about one more episode, yeah. which was ghosting, which was a lesbian couple, which was kind of cool. And it was about mm. like, Judy is too codependent on Delilah and will do whatever Delilah says and is afraid that Delilah is going to ghost her. And so they're talking, and uh, Dr. Sheila is, like, complimenting Delilah about how great she is, and Delilah just just disappeared for, like, (laughs) ten minutes, and then comes back. And that was Alana Glazer and Abby uh, Abby Jacobson, who I really like. And that one was really good. Yeah.
1: So, what I'm hearing is I need to go listen to more episodes.
0: I think so. I couldn't stop listening, because it was just, like, you're giving me a trope, and then you're making fun of it, and then you're also kind of highlighting how... Ineffective generic advice and therapy can be because it is like she's being very generic with it. It kind of reminds me of all like the self help stuff we've heard. Like,
1: oh, definitely, yeah. Like, uh, if it was that easy, we'd all be doing it. But some of yeah. it is like, she, like, there's at one point, I think it's the second episode, where she's like, sometimes when like I don't, you know, I'm not having clients or like I'm over it, I have them do this, and so like she's she's really like telling the audience like what she's doing and like. Often when she's not even expecting it to be effective, which I think lends itself to, like, the... Because you're right, like, the whole thing is kind of taking tropes of this genre, of, like, the fake therapist genre, and then kind of fucking around with them. Yeah. So it's like, she's a bumbling therapist, but also, like, turns out she knows she's a bumbling therapist.
0: See, in my episodes, I didn't get that, like, there's a little bit of self-awareness, just, like, in the, the framing of the episode, but I didn't get... That the Doctor, Sheila, character was that self-aware.
1: No, I don't think she is self-aware, but like, in terms of how they're playing the character.
0: Yeah, yeah, there's definitely a lot of meta commentary to it.
1: Yes, I think that's what I'm getting at. It's like, no, I don't think she knows that she's being silly, but it's like, the actions themselves are showing the audience, like, she's, you know, I, I don't know how to describe it. It is very, the whole thing is very meta.
0: yeah. In one of the episodes, too, like there was a part where she said, like, when they came back to the next session, I knew that that they were going to be together forever. And then, like a second later, they came back into the session. It's like we're getting a divorce. And she's like, and by be together forever, I meant they were, or they were going to be successful. And by be successful, I meant they were going to successfully divorce. <laughs> and she does like little things in each episode to kind of prove how smart she is. Like she, she, yeah, she mentioned something. And she's like, and, and this doesn't have anything to do with the therapy, but I just want you to know that I know about
1: that. The first episode I listened to, she, when the um, wife is talking about like, what she would do if she, you know, she did find out that her husband was having an affair. And uh, she was like, I have, I have some phone numbers for divorce attorneys, some very good divorce attorneys. Although she does also interject at the beginning, because they're both tax lawyers and go, can I direct Netflix as a therapist? So, yeah, you know, I think you might be right that they were kind of finding their footing.
0: And I think to like, did, I don't know if you listened through the credits.
1: I did. I like the credits.
0: Yeah, because like, they break out the credits, the credits start with like, she has an excuse and makes her producer Liz do the credits. And, and in between it like interjects with little like, outtakes or reactions to what they just did in the episode. Yeah. So that was fun. That really is like, okay, cool. Because <laughs> like, the open relationship one, it ended with her just breaking character and laughing. She couldn't keep keep a straight face anymore.
1: She broke character once in the second episode I listened to. And, like, she very quickly turns around, but she just all of a sudden, like, she can't hold it in. She laughs.
0: Yeah, you can tell they're having fun.
1: Yeah. All of the guests seem like they want to be there, and it's not just a job. They're having a good time. Yeah. I So I, I listened to, not as much anymore, but I've listened to some other like, straight improv shows. And I kind of struggle with those, because, like, they end up doing a lot of in-jokes.
0: Yeah, it's hard to do... Because I watch a lot of improv on Dropout.tv. Highly recommend a subscription. (laughs) And a lot of it's prompt-oriented, and I think that
1: helps. Yes. So the the one I'm thinking of. It is prompt-oriented, but it's been going for so long that they have so many in-jokes that it's like, they'll take a joke from one of the guests, but then they'll start you know circ- circling the the in-joke drain so to speak and i don't know if it's just that this is new but i think it you know it helps that she's the only recurring character and then everybody else is new
0: yeah i think that's important too is that like she's our consistent factor and then anything yeah. else can happen and she doesn't yeah. know where the episode is gonna go it seems either
1: yeah so yeah I, I came into this kind of i was like hoping to enjoy it but i was also like are we just doing, like, the, you know, bad therapist trope, and, like, we are, but we also aren't?
0: Yeah, it could have, um, it could have been a lot worse. Yeah, I feel like it was done with such obvious tropes on the, like, on the non-therapist side. What would those be? The patient side? The yeah. counselees side? Like, there's such big tropes that I don't feel like she's actually poking fun at the
1: importance of real therapy. No, not at all. She's She's kind of just sidestepping all of it. She's poking fun at, like, the t- the genre of, like, bad couples therapy. And, like, yeah. a, you know, when a television show shows therapy, you know, the couples are saying, well, the- and the husband's going, well, I don't know why we're arguing because well, of this. And it takes itself very seriously. And this is going, okay, but what, else? what if, like, that's not quite it?
0: Yeah. Well, and, like, they also take it to an extreme. Like, there's an episode called Keeping Score. Where the couple has been together since like elementary school, and they're competing with each other on everything, and they have a literal oh. scorecard for sex, <laughs> and it was just hilarious.
1: That's that's great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Break in for ads.
0: Yeah. Uh, ad break. So this podcast knows how to do influencer ads because it's comedy and it's meta and self aware and a commentary on therapists. We hear influencer da- ads done with the doctor Sheila character. So there was one yeah. for Instacart where she says, "Ad lib items you would buy on Instacart here," and then continues the uh, podcast. And yeah. honestly, I loved the ads. Like I'm, I know you skipped through them because we kind of discussed it earlier, and like I'm sad because they made me laugh.
1: <laughs> well, maybe I'll go back. So I, I mean, I, I think I listened to like one at the beginning for each one, but then they would go into the like more traditional ad copy came from an ad agency ads and so i'd skip through those and so i think i ended up uh missing the more fun ones so maybe i'll have to go back
0: yeah because like even the ad agency ones are definitely written through the dr sheila character
1: i don't know some of them were not all the ones i heard were (laughs) hmm so but yeah i could you know maybe i could go back i uh there i mean there were a lot of them i will say like there was a Yeah, an ad break at the beginning and, like, two in the middle. And they were each a couple of minutes long.
0: Yeah, there's, like, two ads per break. So,
1: yeah, it does feel like a lot. for like, a 25-minute podcast that feels like a lot of ad. But then again, like, whenever whenever a show has, like, a cast... Yeah. I feel less annoyed about, like, ads because it's, like, they have to pay a big group of people and not just, like, the two people at the mic and the editor or whatever.
0: Yeah, and I doubt these um, SNL alumni are cheap
1: no no all. No. so like i could you know it is a lot of ad but like it's not unreasonable it's not 15 minutes of ad for every you know 15 minutes of tv show or whatever
0: yeah it's it's probably maybe five, i'd say five minutes of ad total is yeah what it feels like. like that
1: um so, so. It, it
0: doesn't feel long i i at least think they were still like humorous like they were in keeping with the theme of the podcast so that made me feel good
1: mm, that's good I yeah, I mean these episodes are pretty quick, like that being said. Like they they have a pretty fast pace and yeah. yeah, the whole episode, like the longest one I listened to was I think twenty seven minutes with ads. Yeah, they're like
0: twenty two to twenty five minutes are the ones I yeah. listen to.
1: So I think I think that also helps with like the imp- like the the pace keeps the improv interesting and they're not like they're not dwelling in a single joke for too long.
0: Yeah, they have to get to the end. Yeah. And then uh, one more thing I wanted to mention before we go on to our final thoughts. The theme song. The theme song is (laughs) one of the greatest pieces of music I have ever heard. And I've been singing it all week. (laughs) A mental spa, blah, 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 blah. Je ne sais quoi, c'est more. I've been doing that all day. (laughs) All day long. Just that line. Because it's just like, you just said blah, 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 blah in a song about therapy. And this is perfect.
1: Yeah, so the when I first heard it for the first episode, I went, oh, this is a bit heavy. And then I heard how the episode went, and I was like, oh, I get it now. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I really appreciate that they, they were, like, trying really hard to rhyme. And, yeah, the blah, blah, blah really is pretty fast. I'll pour
0: some tea for you and me, patisserie. Yeah. Iconic.
1: <laughs> we need a rhyme.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just love it. It just, it sets up that it's ridiculous. And then it's focusing on the wrong things. And also there's a bit in the song that says, don't worry about my credentials because yes. she's not a real doctor. That's why you have to say her name as a question mark.
1: Yeah. For well, they reasons. definitely uh, emphasize throughout the episodes too, like the char- like uh, the second episode I listened to, the character says doctor and they interrupt him to be like, no, no, you have to say doctor.
0: Yeah. She's done that on a couple of the ones I listened to too.
1: Yeah. They, they very much like reinforce the, no, this whole thing is questionable. Yeah. So what do you think? Any final thoughts on say more with Dr. Sheila? This is going in
0: my rotation. That's it. Like that's my final thoughts is that I can't wait for the next episode to come out. And I was looking for one more podcast to add to
1: my weekly listens. So Dr. Sheila made the cut. (laughs) What about you? There are only up eight episodes. So, you know, I need to come hopefully. Well, based on your comments, I think I will give it. Uh, another chance or two and maybe we'll check back in i i don't so far this is not a must listen for me like i i don't regret listening to it i'm not like especially compared to like the actual self-help podcast we listen to this is a treat but i yeah i didn't find myself laughing out loud and i didn't uh find myself like needing more but again like i'm if you're telling me that it's really great i'm you know more than happy to give it another shot
0: well, also, as a disclaimer, your sense of humor and my sense of humor are very different in what we find funny.
1: Yes. Uh, which I think, like, really makes our friendship interesting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We have very different senses of humor, is true. Um, but that being said, I think there is crossover. and Oh, yeah. You know. A lot of the stuff we like does, even if like the specific things we find funny are different, like we still find enjoyment in similar stuff, like uh you know British panel TV.
0: Yeah, we just we just watch different British panel TV shows, except Taskmaster. Except Everyone except should watch Taskmaster. Taskmaster. Taskmaster crosses all lines. And QI. Yeah, I need to catch up on QI. I'm behind
1: on a I'm couple years. Years behind. You're very QI. behind. <laughs> I I mean I've watched recent episodes i just haven't watched seasons but um yeah anyways so like you saying you enjoy something is enough for me to like want to give it a chance you know it's not a guarantee by any means but it's you know i trust your judgment to an extent
0: yeah and it sounds like with the um fake influencer ads for like kroger that the format changed a little bit
1: yeah so that's why you know between between like it is a new podcast like i did listen to the very first two episodes So, like, it's totally plausible that they just hadn't quite found their footing yet. Um, Well,
0: also, like, they won me over by having Alana Glazer and Abby Jacobson on because I think they're hilarious. Them as a lesbian couple
1: is a a perfect choice, I gotta say. Yeah,
0: because, yeah, (laughs) they're a very good comedy duo.
1: (laughs) Yeah, uh, if anybody has not watched Broad City and you need something funny to watch.
0: Oh, Broad City is so good. So good. It's great. <laughs> yeah, I think about it quite a bit, actually. <laughs> I haven't watched it in years. <sighs> well, that concludes this week's episode. Thanks so much for listening.
1: If you'd like to talk to us, our website is podcastpodcast.fish. Our email is podcastfisherman at gmail.com. And we're on Twitter and Instagram at podpodfish.
0: Music is by the incomparable Evan Speakman, who you can find on Instagram as at Speakman Recording. Episode is edited by me,
1: Lisa. Logo and associated artwork is by me, Dita. We'll be back with a fresh catch next week. Bye. Bye!
0: spa. Blah, 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 blah. Je ne sais quoi. C'est mort. Schadenfreude.